Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the way. We want it been. edition of the smugglers galaxy podcast this is sort of our happy new year edition first edition of the year uh jason how was your new year's man it was great how was yours it was good dude i drank way too much and thankfully (laughs) (laughs) we went to the neighbor's house and it was just one of those parties where you're you know everybody's passing a shot around and then before you know it there's a beer and then there's another shot and then come 1 a.m you're stumbling in the house going why did i drink that much and Thankfully, New Year's Day was, uh, you know, nice and overcast, so we just kind of slept the day away, which, you know, also reminds me why I don't drink like that anymore. Well, conversely, I was in bed by 11. (laughs) But I did wake up at midnight because there was people in the neighborhood shooting off fireworks. I guess they were really, really happy that 2020 was over, and the dog started crying, and then I woke up, and I'm like, all right, Happy New Year, and then I went back to bed. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like my noon, dude. I woke yeah. up at like, I rolled out of bed about 10.30 and then, you know, my Mandy's on the couch because she had woken up and then fallen back asleep and she looked at me and she goes, you know, I feel a lot better after taking a nap and I look at her and goes, that's a great idea. So I just went back to bed. Oh, I envy you. <laughs> oh, if I could sleep in past 7.30, that would be amazing. But dude. my internal clock, like, like Kramer, just clicks off at 7 30 and i am up yeah i sleep if i yeah because we were we were off last week and i think i slept till like eight every day which was amazing but yeah i'm the same way if it's 7 7 30 and i'm up it, it feels like the day's wasted away if you're, you're not up you yeah know? absolutely but uh do you get any dude You've been killing it on deal or no deal, man. man. Holy crap. I, I Tell me about that stuff, man. Oh, this is such a gluttonous week. So, yeah, <laughs> um, I got a lot this week, not just what, what we picked up on deal or no deal. But, yeah, so uh, first there were some QC samples that showed up, which is quality check, and they were play sets. And I was kicking myself because I just couldn't, I couldn't swing. I couldn't afford it. Those were going for about 150 each. There was two of them. There was an R2-D2 and Darth Vader, and I was just like just drooling over them, and I'm wishing I could do something. And then the stimulus check hit the day, the next day, and more QC samples hit, and so I picked all those up. So what I got were um, – so they were micro-machines um, from Galoob from like 90 – I didn't check the year, 96, 97-ish time frame. But they're what they call gift sets, and there's four figures in each – 
and there's four vehicles in each and i picked up three of them one was imperial one was rebel and then there was one that was mixed and i think we already i think my brother and i got the mixed one because each set came with an exclusive figure um and we already had the the uh, Emperor's Royal Guard that came with the mix set, but I didn't have the Emperor or the Akbar that came with the other two. But yeah, they're QC samples, which means that they're part of um, something that was given to Galoob employees to go out and sell and, and show it off. Um, they were quality check, like I said, so they were making sure that as they came off the production line, they, this is the look and feel that everybody um, wanted the, the the figures to look. and. Man, these things are pristine. They're, they they look like they just came off the store shelves today. They're just amazing pieces. Those pictures you shared, man. Yeah, they they really do. They're they're yeah, wow. And then the next day, <laughs> some paint <laughs> paint samples showed up on Deal or No Deal. So I got six new gunray from episode one paint samples, and each one has a different application to it. So it's almost like they were testing to see the different looks and how to apply it and is this what we're looking for um and they they the, it's definitely a different kind of paint because they're kind of tacky so you can kind of feel the paint to them so i, I really don't want to touch them too much but they also came with two kai adi mundis uh two destroyer joys and two um what's the big guy the the big gunkin boss, uh, boss nos bossa. boss nas boss nas <laughs> that's his name yes so I picked up those and they're with my other um, unpainted figures. So I have some paint samples. I have some unpainted um, pre-production micro machine figures from like the original trilogy. So yeah, I have a little micro machine pre-production collection going on here. Yeah. You're, you're going to corner the micro machine market here soon. I'll take it. And I got to say something because I can't get stuff shipped to me from Tennessee and Florida and those paint samples came from Singapore and you got them yeah. in like four days. And I've got yeah, stuff, it, you know, caught in the matrix right now. Yeah, it's insane. I also picked up, like I mentioned before, uh, a pre-production Black Series figure on Christmas Eve and I still haven't received that. So I don't know how, how they got it here. I don't know if they threw it on top of a spaceship and they hit light speed and they dropped it from above. I, I don't know, but that was pretty fast and amazing. Yeah, I couldn't believe when you showed those paint. Actually, any of that stuff, and then when you said those paint samples were from Singapore, I was just like, "Holy crap!" Right? You know, I, I've got stuff in a holding—not in a holding pattern—but I've I've got to deal with the guy, and we're both like, "Let's give it two weeks before we ship this stuff," because you know it's it's um, you know one of a kind stuff, and I don't want it getting lost just yeah. because of how crazy things are right now. But geez, did you? Uh, you do anything else fun over the week? Cause I, you know, like I said, I had the week off, but uh, I guess, you know um, what, let's go ahead. No, I, I'm not done with my pickups. This Holy week. smokes. Go yeah, on, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so I finally got my Dinjarin and the child black series figure, which was a birthday present that was delayed to Christmas. And then my wife told me right before Christmas, your birthday present, is going to be delayed again and i'm like wait what what birthday present because that was in november and she's like oh well i guess it's a christmas present now she didn't realize she didn't tell me at my birthday it was coming so that finally came uh this week and then i went to target because brick seek said they had the jar jar binks up at woodstock the black series jar jar binks mm -hmm. and i showed up and there was a guy there looking for 
um, some of the GI Joe stuff that's out. And when I showed up, I was asking the guy, you know, what are you looking for? Because I thought he was there for Jar Jar because he was kind of looking at the Star Wars stuff. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what that Jar Jar stuff is. I'm here for G.I. Joe. And the target employee shows up and they give him the DCPI number. And he goes in the back and he pulls out a whole box of Jar Jars and he gives me two. And I'm like, no, 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 I only need one. So he gave me one and was able to pick that up. And then uh, New Year's Day, the Han, Luke and Thrawn from the archive series became available on Walmart. And those showed up already. Nice. So I was able to pick up those and. I like the Han and Luke because I never got the the gift set, not the gift set, but whatever the big multi-pack is with the Tauntaun and the Womp. I never picked those up. So I finally have those figures. Um, they are a little different. So at some point I want to go back and get those, but that, so that's, that's the end. That's the end of my gluttonous week. <laughs> I've had a, a decent one, but uh, so those that Han and Luke is from the Wampa and the Tauntaun pack, or those? Yeah. So so the originally Luke had some blood on him because he came with a bloody Tauntaun. Uh, excuse me, Bloody Wampa. Uh-huh. And, and this version doesn't have the blood to him. So it's like a clean version of that Luke. Nice. And then Han has a brown coat. And in the original version, he had a blue coat. Well, that brown and blue thing is, is sort of been controversial through the whole Star Wars. Because apparently he had, you know, a brown coat in the movie, but it looked blue because of lighting. So, it, yeah. Well, it's, it's my understanding that it's brown in the movie whenever Han or wherever Harrison Ford wears it, but the armature that they used to animate the Tauntaun and Han riding around had a blue coat. And that's where the, the, the difference is. Okay. So it, it is a blue brown coat thing that he, he did wear both, but it was just an armature that had the, the blue coat. So can, can I have to pay attention because I don't know. It's been a minute since I've seen Empire. So I guess I have to look. I mean, can you see it in the movie or did they not, do it? Not good, really. No, not really. No, they don't they don't get close too close with the armatures. It's just like after the fact, they they went back and saw that. Yeah, he did wear both technically. Did you pick up anything? Yeah, dude, I actually we um, with the days off because we we did some some driving around. Uh, we just stayed in town, did a staycation, but we drove down to Noonan. Uh, one of those days and there's anybody that you know if you're looking for good toys go to noonan uh there's there's a place called full circle there's heroes comics there's atlanta brick company which is a lego store uh which if you're into legos that's like mecca for legos because it's i don't you looking at legos that i I saw a ghost there and I, i i i wanted it but it was like 400 bucks so i it stayed on the shelf because uh, I wasn't paying $400 for something I was going to open and play with. Um, but anyway, we uh, we drove down there and, uh, you know, I'm in the Back to the Future. So they had a Back to the Future Burger King or uh, play, you know, Happy Meal toys. And I got the last one that I needed to complete that run. My wife got some E.T. stuff. I traded with her at Plastic Empire in Marietta. I traded the last of my tote full of pops for way less than I wanted to, but you know, it kind of was like, eh, whatever, get rid of them. Uh, but I was able to, I'm doing, trying to do a poor man's 12 back run where I'm putting a card in the card with the figure and then casing them up, making them look real nice. And I was able to pick a Jawa up for that. One of the NECA, the NECA did some new uh, Bill and Ted figures. So I picked those up. Uh, my wife got a day of the dead figure and a little stay puff. Cause she does the, uh, 
she likes uh, Ghostbusters. So it's it's mm-hmm. Slimer and Stay Puff are the two she collects from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's also a place called Toy Man. He's got a couple of locations. And I think I hit him the day before you hit him. So yeah. I think I picked up all the good stuff. Yeah, he didn't have much when I got there. I because I picked it up, but because he always <laughs> he's got good stuff and it's always decent prices. Yeah. Um, but he had a, a blue milk container from Galaxy's Edge mm. just sitting in, the, and I'm like, I didn't want it, but the price was too good to pass up. You know, it's like I can't leave it sitting there for that. Yeah. Um, and then I had I picked up some odds and ends, some stickers, and he had a little pencil. And when he's got, he's good when he's got the oddball stuff like that. It's cheap. So, you know, for like, I think I got out of there for 15 bucks for everything. So I was, I was pretty happy. Um, so yeah, it was a good, it was a good week. Um, I think my wife has a package coming to me today and I've got a theory and I was hoping it get here. It was supposed to get here yesterday, but we were sitting talking the other day while during lunch and she goes, you remember that package that ebay canceled on me or the guy canceled on ebay i'm like yeah why because she's got the gal the rogue one stormtrooper from galaxy's edge she goes mm-hmm. i was getting you to throw on of that and i went what mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes they canceled it on me and i guess because i didn't get they didn't get the right price and i was like you're you're, you're kidding me right and, and it was just one of those moments i was like i told her i said that would have been the present for me you know, because it, it's the Galaxy's Edge wooden yeah. Thrawn. Yeah. You could have bought me that. I'd have been happy uh, because I, I really want it and blah, blah, You know, I don't know if it's a limited edition. I, you know, I, I just don't know. Yeah. So anyway, she tells me a couple of days ago, there's a box coming in from eBay on Friday. Don't open it. And it's supposed to be, it looks like it's going to be here today. So fingers crossed next week, I'll be able to say I have a Thrawn wooden toy. So That's awesome. Yeah. Then I remembered that I had two more things. So yes, tried... go ahead. Do it. <laughs> I've never ordered anything from Left Coast Graphics, but they had a salacious crump in. Uh-huh. And I love the art, the line art that they have. They look like the vintage figures. So I did order that. So that came in and it comes with a Java patch. And you can pin the salacious crumb to the Java patch. And it comes with a background that looks like the front of the box of the vintage Jabba, but then it also comes with the line art. So I got to figure out how I want to display that and how I want to frame it. And then also I was messaged by Mark Rusciano that he had a Star Tours vehicle. Oh man. The, the Star Speeder 3000. Uh-huh. And I never picked that up when I lived in Orlando and I regretted it, but it was just a budget thing that I couldn't buy it at the time. And then he offered it to me at a good price, um, a fair price. And I was like, y- yes, yes, absolutely. So now I have that as part of my collection and I love Star Tours. So, but that, that's the end I promised this time. <laughs> and it was, it was an extreme week. Yeah, dude, it was just, well, we got two weeks we got to catch up on. So this is how screwed up things are right now with the postal service. My wife ordered stocking stuffers from entertainment, the earth, like the first week of December or mm-hmm. actually like black Friday, Thanksgiving time. Wow. They came in two they came in yesterday. So it took a month for these things to get here. Wow. Yeah. And there were a couple of oddball pins. She got me, I think, oh gosh, what was it? Got me a little cute Han Solo. Cause we collect the pins, but I think Disney, when you go down to Disney, you do the pin trading and that kind of sparked our love of pins because mm-hmm. we were already kind of into it, but that kind of just ignited it more. Um, have you, you done the pin trading down there? Um, I've, per- I've purchased pins. I've never traded them because I usually get the ones that I want. There was a couple examples where, 
a couple of times that we bought some cheap pins because every so often the cast members will get pins that are exclusive and you have to trade with cast members. And they had the monorail, um, different colored monorails that they were trading with people. So we bought some cheap pins that we traded with employees to get those, but that's the extent of our pin trading. Okay. Yeah. We did it um, when we were down there in a la- uh, couple of Septembers ago and it was sort of a good icebreaker and you met a lot of people and yeah. the guy, one guy was telling me dad, star Wars, dad jokes. Uh, so, you know, it was a good, it was a good way to meet people. Uh, I know they've changed it a little bit because of COVID. Yeah. You know, we did the same thing, bought a bunch of cheaper pins and traded them with people. And you just, it kind of expands everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I've got a caulk board full of pins and she got me a, a couple of Bill and Ted pins and uh, Boba Fett and a, um, a little Han pin and just, you know, oddball stuff, some little X-Files things. Cause who doesn't like X Files? Um, but yeah, did you was, did did you get those NECA Back to the Future figures? I have not gotten those yet. I can't spend the thirty bucks on that right now. You know, it just even though thirty, you'll mm. spend twenty twenty five dollars on a Black Series. I just I don't know why I can't wrap my head around spending thirty dollars on those figures. But they're amazing. They were on the clearance rack up at Holly Springs Walmart yesterday. But they did have like a twenty nine dollar price sticker on it. I didn't check it because I'm I'm not gonna. I mean I mean you you heard my week. I'm not gonna spend more <laughs> money, especially on something that's not my focus, which is everything Star Wars. But right. if you're interested, I would I would run up there and see what the price is. Yeah, I'll have to uh, to do that because we got to go drop my wife's car off when we'll change them. Yeah, we will head up that way. Anyway, there's a couple of really interesting rumors uh, I want to talk about before we get into the topic this week. Number one, which I am just, I love you, Dave Filoni, but God, don't do this. <laughs> Did you hear who they have for Thrawn that they want to use for Thrawn? I have heard the rumors, but I also heard that he's not for Thrawn. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't know any of these sources. There are websites that I've never heard of before. Um, so I don't know. But before we go any further, the rumor is that they're talking to Robert Downey Jr. to play Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I can't think of – I love he, he's a great actor, but he's no Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's too nice no. to be Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, he's – yeah, he's – he's not – yeah, he, I don't see him as that – I just don't see him as Thrawn. I yeah. mean, he's, he's a talk, talkative guy, and Thrawn is not a talkative guy. He's, he's careful and measured. And that's not Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. He, he's too quirky to play Thrawn. They, they talkative is a good way to put it because Thrawn is – Robert Downey Jr. will say stuff in like five or six sentences and Thrawn uses two words. Right. He's witty and that's not Thrawn. And so I just feel like that would be bad casting. But, the you know, um, Favreau worked with Filoni. Uh, Favreau worked with Robert Downey Jr. So I can see it possibly happening. I've also heard the rumor that Right now in Hollywood, everybody wants to be part of what Disney's doing with the with Star Wars and the Mandalorian. And there's so many people asking, hey, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I be part of it? So it does make sense. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. came off of Dr. Doolittle, which was a bomb. And I'm sure he, he wants to prove that he's something other than Iron Man. So a high-profile role like this would give him that that ability to step outside of that Iron Man role and, and do something different. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? He's just too damn quirky. Yeah. 
here are my I, I know it's not the same but i no, I was going to say, I keep wanting to compare him to Johnny Depp, but they're two totally different acting styles. Hell, Johnny Depp would be a better Thrawn, I think, than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it, it, it like I said, it, it's, he, he talks and he mumbles and he tries to, you know, talk his way out. Thrawn does it too, but Thrawn just is like, I'm Thrawn, you know, and he's cool and collective oh. and, you know, he knows he has the upper hand, so why should he get excited? And it's just, Thrawn is very mullet, uh, shoot i where you, you just one tone monotone that's yeah. uh you know he's very monotone and he, he's he's cool and collective and robert downey jr is just he's all over the place i could see why they would want to use him because john favreau's worked with him as in you know he's iron man and it is bringing another name to the to the uh to the franchise but I, I, at this point i think you've gotten so many people excited about it that you don't need a big pop like that right now but the way things are looking, you're still, it's going to be, you know, late 20, it's going to be 22 before, you know, late 22 before we see Mandalorian back. So maybe they want to break or heck the Ahsoka show or whatever, you know, maybe they want to do that to bring that pop back. I, I'm just, I'm not happy with it. And maybe I'll be happy when I see it. If they, that's what they do. Yeah. The other thing I'm thinking about now is, is, with Thrawn, you want somebody who takes all the oxygen out of the room. You know, you see him, you're like, oh my gosh, it's it's Thrawn. And when you see Robert Downey Jr., you're like, oh, hey, it's Iron Man. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I think that would be miscast. I, I I think he's got a place maybe in the Star Wars universe. I just don't think it's Thrawn. Yeah. I could see him, I could see him as like some sort of warlord or crime boss, you know, like if he was to be um, folded into the book of Boba Fett. Uh, to to be an opponent of Boba Fett or something along those lines, but Thrawn is just for me miscast. Yeah, I, I could see him doing that because he could be that quirky crime boss that Fett's going after or whatever that's going after Fett. And yeah, or, or yeah, and you know what? No, I'm I'm sorry. I just I'm I'm going through my head and I'm like I remember the one time where he's got the glasses on and he's showing everything off maybe he could pull it off but i just i don't see it you know when he's showing all the new weapons off and and stuff uh in iron man and he does he is acting a little bit cooler than the mumbling i don't want to use idiot but that's not what i mean but you know yeah. just maybe he could pull it off but dude i just don't see it i i give him you know he did a good uh, uh he had a unique take on sherlock holmes and okay. I enjoyed that. And I wasn't seeing Iron Man so much, but it was still, you know, Robert Downey Jr. It well, wasn't gonna, Sherlock. They're going to have to do so much makeup and appendage, not appendages, but because Thrawn's got those high, big eyebrows and stuff and he, his forehead's really pronounced. They're going to have to do a lot of makeup. So maybe we won't, you know, we'll see Thrawn instead of Robert Downey Jr. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then the, the other one that's just kind of popped up over the last day or two is, and I have no clue how this come up, came up, but now they're saying that Ezra is, could possibly be Din Djarin's brother. No. <laughs> that's how I feel about it too. It's like, no, leave it alone, man. Stop. No. Stop. Yeah. No, I don't see it. I, I that that kind of hit me. I did, I had no clue where that was going. I have not heard that rumor. I uh -huh. don't like it. Um, there's there's uh, what was there was a property where everyone was related to everyone. What am I thinking of? 
I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a good, I, yeah, there's no need to have, I mean, I could see where, okay, yeah, that's your brother, but then you're like, whatever. Then you're also Mandalorian would have, have the force powers, you know, he'd be, he could be a half Jedi or something. Cause Ezra's yeah. a Jedi. And I just think it's a rumor. I, yeah, there again, it, I think you're bringing up too much crap. Yeah, and I'm thinking of the sequel trilogy where everyone was trying to pin Ray to someone, and people were like, "Oh, she shouldn't be anyone." And then people were like, "No, she needs to be so and so, and she needs to be a Kenobi or Skywalker or whatever the case may be." That's what I was thinking of there. Gotcha. But I don't. I, yeah, I'm not a fan of. I mean, Ezra can just be Ezra. He was an orphan. He didn't have. I mean, there was no. No. Yeah. That he, doesn't. That doesn't work. Yeah, he at least knew his parents, and they passed, and. Yes. Some kind of way. And geez, I need to rewatch Rebels for the third time. But I think they passed in a, in a concentration camp, basically. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Not good. So, Jason, I heard we had some uh, pretty interesting news for the podcast that uh, we got a sponsor. We got a sponsor this week, which is pretty exciting because uh, it's a cool product. We've, you know, we're going to be making some money, not much. You know, we won't be able to buy a figure, but we'll have some money to have in the bank in case we need to um but yeah this is a cool product they said that we need to read the copy exactly as they had written it otherwise we won't get our money so here let me let me go through it here you so tired of not sleeping at night do you so wake up with the bad backing then you so trying the gungan mattress gungan mattresses the number una selling mattress on abu sleep the night and wake up fresh in the morning our mattresses always filled with the most warm waters of the ocean to make a Yusa feel comfortable enough to sleep. Comparing with other mattresses, sleep on the bed of Yusa dreams today, trying it free per 90 days, and if Yusa choose to keep it, saving 10%. Now available on the Holonet, Yusa promo code SMUGGLERS when checking out. So there it is, Gungan mattresses. Dude, we ju I just got mine in, and it's amazing. It's like a waterbed. <laughs> it is. You get to try it free for a little bit. Right. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's smugglers. Use that when checking out. It's like 10%, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Try it 90 days, save 10%. Use promo code smugglers. There you go. All right. So we're going to get into the, uh, the topic of the week. And this is one that me and Jason, we've been chomping at the bit to uh, get into because um, we're big fans of Galaxy's Edge. But we want there's ways that we we think we it can be improved. There's ways we think we got gypped with it. And I think we've been hitting at it since we started this podcast or since we did the very first episode on Galaxy's Edge that we keep going, okay, I want to change this or I want to change that, or we'll we'll hint at it and then we're like, wait a minute, we gotta save it. So let's make a show out of it. Yeah. So this is that show. <laughs> this is what we would do to change Galaxy's Edge show by Smugglers Galaxy. Dot com. <laughs> uh, backslash yes yeah first of all i mean the big rumor of this week is that disney is following the crowd i mean people love the mandalorian people want to see the mandalorian at disney and so disney's going to be folding the mandalorian the child ahsoka and boba fett as meet and greets at galaxy's edge in, in the parks and i'm not sure if it's going to be exactly in galaxy's edge or smuggler uh, excuse me launch bay smugglers run launch bay no launch bay which is used to be a former animation building they've converted that into just a a black box that they can use for whatever they want and now they've used it for star wars props and they do have some meet and greets there with like darth vader and chewbacca but i don't know if that's where they want to put this 
or they're going to be walk around characters. I think to bring people to smugglers, smugglers to galaxy's edge, they need to have them as walk around characters or something in it's going to, they're going to be freaking mobbed, but yeah. you know, maybe they put them on that top or at least the child or something. Uh, but I, the room, what I heard was they were going to originally, they were supposed to be getting rid of launch bay because of galaxy's edge. But right now launch bay is closed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed launch bay because it, it has all the, the cool stuff and it's got that one store in it, you know, that you can buy some cool stuff. Please do something. They need, if not these characters, make it characters we know and love because, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give a pop. It's, it's Jim Hill, right? Yes. Jim Hill's. I, I just, I, I listened to his Disney podcast and then for grins and giggles on my way home last night, I just put his name into Spotify and he does all kinds of crap. Yeah. You got to get, listen, if you're into Disney, look up his podcast. It's, it's really good. He, he's the one where, where we're getting a lot of this information from and it's kind of popped up on the internet and they need to do something with this galaxy's with galaxy's edge because you, as star Wars fans, we're enjoying it, but we're going, what the heck's going on? We don't understand it's not characters we know. I mean, Ray and Kylo's in there, but it's it's just okay. I mean, it's cool seeing them. Vi is all right, and I, I think they kind of get away with her because she's not going to get mobbed because she's not a well-known character unless you've read the books or you've done the research on Galaxy's Edge. You're like, who's this girl in an orange jacket run, with blue hair running around? I've had a couple of interactions with her, and, and it was fun, but she's more playing with the kids and playing with the droids, because um, now in Droid Depot, they've got a little area where you can play with your droids, and I've seen her hanging out there a little bit. But it's just, it's a character, it's a new character that they made for the land, and I think Disney's flopped with it, because yeah. we don't know this time. We don't we don't know this air, we don't know this planet, and yeah, um, and then they put a freaking tie echelon, this brand new ship there again. It's something brand new. And then going back to, we're just going to, yeah, the Mandalorian. Yep. Could you imagine if they put the Razor Crest in where that tie echelon is? That'd be amazing. And that would be lines for days. It would be awesome. And I think Disney, it also, this is a part that I wanted to make. And I think they kind of, I mean, my notes, but we'll, they need to get it out of the episode eight and nine. And if yes. they bring Mando and the child and Ahsoka and Boba Fett into this land as Roman characters, it'll help get that out of that, you know, just make it a, they don't need to keep it canon, a quote, keep it canon, yes, but make it like a 15 year, 20, 30 year canon instead of two years, uh, you know. Yeah. Cause it is cool when you do walk in that land and you take a breath and you realize, your quote unquote canon while you're in that land because you are in, you know, you're in Batu, you're, you know, it, it, they've written books about it. They've, you know, and you're in Star Wars when you're in that land. As a Star Wars fan, that's just cool as shit. Like you said, the lack of flexibility in the timeline is extremely challenging for Disney. And they stuck it between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker um, because that's where the popular, that's where the money was. That was the into, intellectual property at the time. But the reason why they didn't make like a Hoth base or Tatooine is because those were old and they wanted new, but the old is timeless and they should have stuck with that. Just looking at Tatooine, I mean, that appeared in the prequels. It appeared in the original trilogy. It appeared in the Mandalorian. There's so much more flexibility in having that planet rather than Batuu. 
And I think they're really, they can't adapt and they're going to have to break what they've kind of set up in order to adapt, which is fine because I don't know if, if the average Disney goer really cares that you're in canon or where it's set. They're going to go and say, where is the Mandalorian? Why can't I see Boba Fett? Where is Ahsoka? And I think there there's opportunities here where they can kind of break the timeline and say, okay, we're out of that. So if you want to, if you want to experience the timeline, go now, because I think in five years, it's going to look completely different. I said this, but when I went at, at the beginning, when it just opened, it's like, I, I want to give this land a year or two before I'm back. Cause I want to see what it's going to be like. I want to see when these cast members, you know, they've been able to get into their roles better and, and, you know, everything kind of melts and, and gets, you know, yeah. used to it. And yeah, I think in five years is going to be a totally different land, like you said. And yes, I think they should have done Tatooine because if you're going to do it in Florida and you're going to do it in California, those, you know, it lends itself very well to be Tatooine. And it is kind of, you know, you could have still put trees, even though it's quote unquote a desert planet. I think they still could have done, the, you know, all they, they still could have made it look like they have it with Batu. Yeah. And just called it Tatooine. I mean, if you want to just take, you know, okay, now you're in Tatooine and Batu and not Batu, it would be an easy, you know, it would be that simple, I think, yeah. because they've done, it, you're in the climates, you know, they yeah. can't make it Hoth, obviously, because, you know, who would, who would buy it because it's a snow planet. Unless you're on, on the, you know, I was going to say, unless you're on the other side of Hoth, that it's not snowy. First off here, I mean, Hondo Anaka is the guy who you see on Smuggler's Run. He's been around since the Clone Wars. And if he's here between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, he's he's there during The Mandalorian. He's a, he's a well-known pirate. Um, he needs to be folded into the, the shows here somehow. And we need to... The cool thing about uh, Smuggler's, Smuggler's Run, Smuggler's Galaxy, Smuggler's Run, <laughs> is is that it's it's basically a video game you can reprogram it and there is a quiet time in the middle of the ride where all systems shut down and you have to restart and stuff that would be a great opportunity to reprogram the, the ride put in a new um mission and then halfway through you know you maybe you're stuck and the mandalorian shows up with grogu and says hey i'm here to help you kid let's get out of here and oh then you're fo you're following the razor crest through something or other and you escape and you, you complete your mission uh, thanks to the Mandalorian. And so that would be a real quick quick change. It's my understanding that there was a lot of programming, more programming and more coordination than they realized. It was supposed to launch with three different scenarios. So each time you got on it, you, you possibly got onto a different scenario. It wouldn't be the same right over and over again. And there still is that flexibility, but right now it's only the one. So that would be a real simple way to incorporate the Mandalorian into the ride. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, that's the one thing I didn't like. Let's just talk about Smuggler's uh, Run for a minute. I had to pause there because I'm going to call it Galaxy too. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about that while we're on it, how they could improve that ride. But yeah, I definitely, because when, when you're, you're reading everything and you're looking at all the, the pre-stuff, it was supposed to be three different runs. And for some reason, it just, you got the one run, which it's got us pluses and minuses because you do learn it. And like any video game, you learn the run and then, you know, okay, because there's one part where they're like break. And if you know what's coming up, you can break earlier than what you need to because it tells you too late. Yes, they should have made it to where they, they, you know, had a different run. And I love that idea of, hey, the Mandalorian shows up in the Razor Quest and it's Grogu and, and him and Grogu and 
you take off and, you know, he helps you through uh, that. And I've also heard that when the, the new star, the X-Wing movie comes, Rogue Squadron comes out, that they may redo it at that point too, which would be cool. And then you, you're fighting X-Wings and TIE fighters. Yeah. I mean, and another thing, I, I really think they should have done an autopilot so that when they have a five or 10 year old, you know, seven, eight year old kid that, or whatever, even younger that goes to sit in that pilot seat, all you have to do is say autopilot and, you know, the cast member, the little kid could pretend like he's driving yeah. and you still have a, you know, the rest, it's not ruining the ride for everybody else that's waited an hour to ride it. And then you're, you get sick in the back because a five-year-old's trying to pilot. Yeah. Cause I, I mentioned back in October when I went, my four-year-old nephew went with us and he was the co-pilot and halfway through the ride, I was doing both sides kind of leaning over in the middle controlling the up and down and left and right and because of covid it was just the three of us me my my nephew and my brother but if if there's three other people i could see them getting upset that my four-year-old nephew is crashing us personally if i was on a on a run and there were i saw a four-year-old go to the pilot i would ask <laughs> to go on another i would i'd be like no i need another i'm not doing this because yeah I, you know it made my wife sick and she was the pilot yeah so you could have a really rough ride on that real, real quick. Yeah. Another thing I'd like to see, they should have done real gun, gun turrets on that ride, dude. Could you imagine if they did that? Yeah, but that's not the ride, unfortunately. I yeah. know I get the, I get the complaint. It's not, it's not the Millennium Falcon, but it, it's just, it's not feasible uh-huh. in that, in that attraction. Unfortunately, I hate to be the realist here, but yeah, but I, I mean, everyone would love to cro- to climb into those turrets, but it's just, that's not the ride. Yeah. But uh, there is one part of there where you turn around and they've got the ladder going to the gun turret. So that's kind of yes. Cool. Yeah. That whole ride, they they did such a good job with the theming of it. And then, you know, because the, the queue is amazing. The passageways are amazing. The, the chest room, just everything. But the ride itself, the video game portion of the ride is awesome. Even the video game... It, you know the the theming and the and the queue and everything is is a ten or an eleven, and the game the you know the actual ride is like a seven or an eight. So I mean it's still good, but it's nowhere where it could be. You go to Smuggler's Run to to experience it. You don't go to ride the ride if that makes yep. sense. Yeah. You exit from different exits all the time because depending on what pod you're in and where they yeah. spit you out. So you see new things every time you're in that ride. So Disney did an amazing job with it except when it came to the ride vehicle or came to the ride. Well, it so. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like if you crash it a lot, they do change based on that. The exit of the ride changes based on your success of the ride. So if you do a good job, you walk out onto a clean Falcon. If you do a horrible job and you bang it up, the Falcon looks like it's in disarray. There's um, sparks everywhere. There's fire. So really it depends on your success on the ride that determines the exit. Okay. But I have seen, because um, when you're exiting, there's like a, a setup. When you walk in, there's like some boxes or something that look like they're set up perfect. But then when you, and I've seen the the electronics and stuff that that's blowing up. Yeah. But then when you exit, those boxes are all in disarray. And I was like, huh, how do they do that? And then you realize it's a different exit, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you were like, huh, are they setting those things up every time? And then as you exit, you're like, oh, that's how they do it. 
Yeah, those boxes are always like that. It's the projection of the sparks and the fire that changes and, and increases or decreases based on the success of you. It's a cool ride. Go ride it. Yeah, one thing I want to say that I think they should do is fold Batu into the film or the TV show canon. Film an episode there at night, whether that's Boba Fett or The Mandalorian, that the whole the whole place looks like it's set ready. You can just shoot a couple shots of the Mandalorian walking through it at night. You can have the interior sets um, as part of your void sets or whatever in, in on a soundstage. But I want to see it folded in. I want to be able to say, see the Mandalorian walk down the street. And it would be so cool. It'd be incredible to say this is a screen-used place, that this was actually used for the the Mandalorian or Boba Fett. No, we've talked about it before, but just to bring up, you know, that X-Wing was used in the Mandalorian. Yeah. At least the one in Florida, not the one in California, yeah. the one in Florida right. was used in the Mandalorian. So yeah. you you read the Thrawn books and they're in Ogas because they do go to Batu, uh and, and the, some of the bolts that, some of the shots that are on the wall, the, the gunshots or blaster bolts. Um, Timothy, Timothy Zahn wrote that into Olga's and Roy wrote that into his book, which then Disney put on there, had to put in their, their thing. But yeah, you're right. It's seeing it is totally different than reading it. There's so much more that they could do because this is supposed to be your galaxy, your, your Star Wars story, excuse me. And it's not, it's, we will want to be in their Star Wars story. Right. I, I've said that before, but um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, and I always get this company's name wrong. I don't know why I cannot speak it, but Boeing. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I know I worked in government contracting for 10 years. I still can't say that name for whatever reason. They spent a lot of money. Disney spent a lot of money with them developing these X-Wing drones that they used for that one night of launching it in Florida. The um, grand opening for Galaxy's Edge. The, the X-Wings kind of shot up behind Rise of Resistance and it looked like they shot into hyperspace because they kind of went further out into the parking lot. Why, why spend millions of dollars developing these drones only for one night? Pull those out. Use them one night. Have them fly over. I know you can't fly over to the people, but I'm sure there's a path where they can fly, that it's safe, and it would be just cool to see X-Wings actually fly up over you. That would be amazing. I, and there again, it, it's the same thing with the stunt show. They you know, they spent all the time and money developing this stunt show. They used it one time for the for the grand opening. I, I don't get why they did that. You know, the stunt show would be amazing because it's happened. It happened over the uh, the where the land speeders are, and it would be perfect because I just I guess whoever is it Bob Chapik that's now in charge. He yes. he's, he's kind of a stickler when it comes to the bottom line, and he thinks that yeah. it should be a. a more of an amusement park versus a theme park or whatever so you don't you don't go for the ambiance or he doesn't believe in the ambiance and he, and it just i think he ruined i i don't want to put it all on his feet but i think he ruined galaxy's edge because he said hold on a minute i don't want to spend all this money and they should have yeah good old bob shapek he, yeah. he's the one though that's pushing that to, to include the mandalorian and ahsoka and boba fett and galaxy's edge because that's what people love and that's the ip he's all about intellectual property the stuff that people are spending money on that's the stuff he wants to put in the parks change it all up put yeah. i would be so happy to to go there and see the mandalorian and see ahsoka because I, I i don't know why but when i was listening to the jim hill podcast i started tearing up a little bit when 
you know, you hear Ahsoka is going to be in the, in the freaking park. And I don't know why, like I said, six months ago, I didn't give two, two craps about Ahsoka. And now she's like the most important thing in, in yeah. the universe. I went to Universal Studios Black Friday last, not night, not 20, but in 19. And there was a bunch of character mean greets on their main little drag. They had Scooby-Doo, they had Doc Brown, they had Beetlejuice. Those interactions made my day. It was like a half an hour out of my day, but I was just so happy the rest of the day because I got to talk to Doc Brown, some dude dressed up as Doc Brown. If they did that with people you know in Galaxy's Edge, us big Star Wars nerds are going to be just as happy as those little kids that know these characters. Did you never go to, did you not go to um, uh, Star Wars Weekends down there? I never had a chance. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> oh, this is what you're asking for. It was such an amazing experience because characters were everywhere throughout the park and not just the main characters, the, the lesser known ones. There was Kit Fisto, there was Boba Fett and C3PO, R2D2, there was Aura Singh, there was, you know, Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker, all the big guys, but then they also had those smaller characters. And anywhere you went in the park, there was a pop-up backdrop. There was a line you would, you know, get in line. It was, it was incredible. And that's exactly what I miss. And this is what you're talking about right now, where they need to have that kind of experience in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I would lose my mind in Galaxy's Edge if they did that. I mean, I lost it anyway, but you'd lose it again. You know, it'd be like a hundred times better if, you know, you turn a coin, even if they did, like you were saying, the pop-ups, even if all of a sudden there's a, a backdrop that shows up and you're, you, you, but next thing you know, there's the Mandalorian with the child. They yeah. could do that. And it, you know, I think it would totally, it would be okay. Or not even a backdrop, just they show up and, you know, because they, they used to do that with the characters, you know, they just show up and now they, then they realized, well, we can put five characters in one thing and have people, you know, walk in and, and see them and then they can walk out and then we'll throw a, um, gift shop at the end of it and sell more sell more merch yeah um so yeah <laughs> yeah that would be ah, that's what i want from galaxy's edge damn it <laughs> yeah yeah and it's a good it's, i kind of bashed bob chick peck but i think a lot of people don't realize that when disneyland first started you would watch on the wide world of disney um, Treasure Island or Davy Crockett or something along those lines. And then you would go to the park and you would ride Pirates of the Caribbean and you would ride Frontierland. So even from the start, Disney was pushing intellectual property to correspond with the, the media that they were producing. And so Bob Chapek is just doing that, but he's doing it, I think, more towards squeezing out, you know, the bottom line, trying to get the most dollar for the less spend less and get more. And I think a lot of people are faulting for him, but it, the pattern is, has always been that for Disney. Um, I just wanted to mention that to be fair. And I'm totally okay with that because yeah. when you go to the Disney park, it's to see what you just saw on TV. Yeah. That's why you go to Disney to, to see Mickey Mouse walking around to, to see all these characters. And as a 45 year old guy, I want to see that because that, you know, you want to be a kid again. And yeah. you want to you want to leave all your troubles at the door when you go to Disney World. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. I don't you know, if if they want to take Batuu and blow it up because they want to put the Mandalorian in there, I'd be 100 percent OK with that. 
you know, as far as the timeline goes, or they want to redo it. And if they want to put the freaking, because I don't know why they put the tie echelon in there because they was supposed to be a tie fighter and then they changed it. But I think it was to hide the fact that they were putting this new ship in there and yeah, throw the freaking razor crest up in place of that tie echelon. It would be awesome to see. They did a stunt show or not a stunt show, but it, I, I guess it's a stunt. It's a quote unquote stunt show on right in front of the Chinese theater. They still do it. I don't know. Well, are they still doing it? You've been, and I have it lately. Uh, it's not really a stunt show. They just walk out, fireworks shoot off. It's just like, hey, they're so-and-so, they're so-and-so. It's not really a big, anything that would call a stunt show. The, the biggest stunt about it is Boba Fett shoots a thing out of his Yes. Thing. Yeah. That's the biggest stunt, but there's some pyrotechnics and stuff. But the that's cool. But the coolest thing about that show is when they're walking to and from the stage because you see you've got the stormtroopers and you've got Darth Vader and you've got Captain Phasma and they interact with the little kids, you know, as it's well, and they make a big deal about it. Could you imagine stormtroopers and Darth, even though it's not Darth Vader's not in the timeline, having a platoon of stormtroopers and Darth Vader or hell, even Kylo walking down the streets of Batu? what a presence that would make in that land. I mean, they, they did that at the start. I don't know if they're still doing that because of the crowds, but when I went there during cast member previews, you know, Kylo was walking around with the stormtroopers and it was amazing. They, they were doing that while I was there too, but it was only two stormtroopers and Kylo Ren. You oh, know, you're talking about a whole, yeah. A whole I'm talking infantry. about a freaking platoon, like yeah. 10 or 15 of them. Like they did when the, you know, with that, with that, it was basically a parade. Could you imagine if they did a parade? through Galaxy's Edge. With that show that you were just talking about, Captain Phasma does walk out and they do force everyone apart. And she walks out from Launch Bay and she kind of marches out a whole platoon. I don't know if they still do that, but they were doing that for a while too. Yeah, or in Galaxy's Edge or just at, from Launch Bay to the show? From Launch Bay to the show. I want to see that in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. That would to me would be amazing because it was so awesome to see because they made a big stink about it and they played the Imperial March and, you know, cast members were moving you out the way and they had an attitude about them. The stormtroopers, they were nice, but they were mean at the same time. Yeah. So it, seeing that in Galaxy's Edge would blow me away. So in conclusion, more characters at Galaxy's Edge. That's yes. That's we want. And then over where that Thai echelon is, there is a doorway and I don't know if you know this or not, but that doorway leads to an expansion pad for Galaxy's Edge at both Disneyland and Hollywood Studios. Wow. So, and th this is probably, I don't know if the pandemic is has delayed things, but I thought it was like 2027, but this might be 2030 by the time they actually expand Galaxy's Edge if, if they care to invest money into it. You know, what, what might you want to see as an expansion to the land? Whew. Dude, I don't know. I, it would be cool if they did, you know, oh, now you're in Tatooine or now it's a, I know they, there was rumors that there was supposed to be like a character dining in the land. Yeah. I know you, you, we, you hinted at this a couple of weeks ago where you're like, I've got a plan, but I'm going to save it for the show. So yeah, I don't know what else they could, I mean, they could do something maybe where you're, you're fighting, have a, a battlefront or a, you know, you're, you're fighting, you're flying an X-wing or a TIE fighter, but you've got that in your house i you know with the squadron so what what's your thoughts man i i yeah. you you've thrown me for a loop but i have no clue what to put in that spot yeah i think the first thing would be some sort of sit down restaurant like we like you were just saying with the show where you can 
I don't, I don't care if it's like Chuck E. Cheese. It doesn't matter. It's Star Wars where you, you sit down and maybe the, the stage show's already going and you just kind of chill and watch it and order your food and then you get on with your day. That, that would be an amazing thing. There was also rumors before Galaxy's Edge that they developed some sort of pod technology where you would go into a room and it would be like a dome. You would get on a speeder bike there'd be like 40 other people in 40 other domes with 40 other speeder bikes. And it was a three minute ride and you would fly around and you would try to hit each other. It was like a giant video game. The problem was, I think the reason why they backed off from it is a minute 30 in, if this is a three minute ride and you get blown up, the screen goes dark and you have to exit. That's, that's not fun. No. So I think that's why they abandoned it. But, you know, I like that thought where, you're in charge, you're in control. Is there some sort of, I don't know, flight of passage thing where you you get on something and you're controlling it and it's just you, but you can also look to the side and you can see your your family members or your friends doing the same thing. You know, that would be cool. I, I don't know exactly how that folds into Star Wars just yet, but I don't know if that's speeder bike just racing through things or, or pod racing. I don't know. I'm taking a minute to take all that in because that if they did a flight of passage style ride or in Star Wars would would be awesome. Because, um, I mean, you could do something like that. I don't know. I don't know what the, the vehicle would be. I mean, it could be an X-Wing. It could be, you know, or, or hell, it could be what flight of passage did, you know, where you're you're flying on some kind of new creature. But I think they've learned their lesson. It's got to be something people know. Um Guardians of the Galaxy has a story coaster coming where you get on the coaster, but unlike normal coasters where you're just in a car, this one kind of pivots and turns 360 degrees. So it does slow down, it speeds up at points, but when it slows down, you're supposed to turn and maybe you see a ship flying by you. And so maybe some sort of roller coaster element. Um, that would be cool too. And maybe now, it's Boba, Boba Fett or something like that. You're flying in the Slave One. If... I have to go back and look, but I think they were trying to develop some kind of roller coaster like that, where it was the, the it was an X wing and a Tie fighter. You know, the the cars were X wings and Tie fighters, and something along those lines. They were already trying to develop. So, I mean, I think that would be that'd be kind of fun. Disneyland, they do that with Space Mountain. They turn it into Hyperspace Mountain, and they project X wings, excuse me, Tie fighters on the walls, and you can kind of hear the blasters in your car. As much as as awesome as I think that would be, I don't know if Galaxy's Edge needs another needs a thrill ride. I think it needs more immersion. That's my I I've got something that I wrote down and, and maybe it's too. But anyway, I just want what we were promised in Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, Droids, Roman, I, yeah, aliens. I, I want the draw and it does. I, I keep harking back and, and you pulled me away from the, the character interaction. But I think if you left Galaxy's Edge exactly as it is and added the more character development, added the characters, added the, you know, they, they're trying. The people are trying, but they're just not there yet. You know, uh, the cast members are they're, they're doing a good job, but you got to get some Star Wars nerds in that land and just be like, all right, have fun and and interact with these people because a lot of these guys you're, you're trying to talk to and they don't they don't know what they're talking about or they don't understand as a star wars geek you could stump them you know um anyway I, i'm that's enough character development put some characters in that freaking land 
and change smugglers run <laughs> i don't yeah and i haven't i haven't ridden uh rise of the resistance so i can't comment on that but i've heard that you know that that ride's pretty much perfect it's amazing okay yeah, it is yeah i'll leave <laughs> I, it at that yeah i'm i'm hoping we're, we're, we've got a trip planned in april and i'm hoping to sneak away to uh hit some mm -hmm. hit the park at least one day um so hopefully knock on wood we can hey, things will be normal enough to where i can get in there and see how it's changed or oh yeah and and, and I, get on rise and then we could talk about rise because oh my god i i really thought it was going to be like a, a runaway railroad or great movie ride is the way it was described at first and then the more people ride it they're just like it's five or six rides in one and oh my god so yeah uh, <laughs> it's awesome awesome what else are you I mean what else are you thinking dude yeah i just i had the thought to add a roller coaster but also add the element and not make it like an incredibly fast roller coaster about speed and stuff, except at the start when you kind of take off. And I don't think Disney lawyers will let us do this, but give you give everyone a blaster that's connected to the car. So as you're flying, you're shooting TIE fighters as as you kind of travel. But that's that's a risk where, you know, if someone drops it and you're going fast, it flies around and hits your face. I just don't know if they're they would ever do that. But that would be awesome. Yeah, that's a good because they do that in. I wonder if they could tie it to your arm or something to where you're not really dropping it or, you know, if you do lose it, it doesn't go anywhere, but that's or, a yeah. fun, that's a fun yeah. thought, man. That'd be fun. And so, uh, um, I'm just going to go out even further 20 years. So universal studios is developing a new park for themselves called Epic universe. And so they'll have three parks plus a water ride. And at some point, I think Disney's going to want to develop what they call a fifth gate, a fifth park. Um, they've been resistant to that because I think if you're going down there for a week, you want to feel like you've done everything. You don't want to leave feeling like you haven't done something. And so if you go down there for five days, you know, you're going to have your check-in day. You're going to have your checkout day. You're going to hit the four parks. You can do two parks a day. Um, they've been resistant to it, but I think they need a fifth park in. And because everything's becoming hom homogenized, you know, you, um, Hollywood Studios used to be uh, MGM Studios. It used to be like a working uh, uh, backstage, back lot um, where you could go see people and actually animate movies. I think Milan was animated down there. You can go see the the street where um, the Golden Girls house was, I believe, if I, if I remember that right. Mm -hmm. um, I think there was a house that was used in Ernest Saves Christmas. Uh, and so... You know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And since then, they've kind of homogenized it and take that away. And it was just a place where you can experience movies. And I could see them making like a fifth park called Pop Kingdom, where it is just all their intellectual property. It was just all these lands developed around their IP. And I want to see them make that Tatooine. I want to ride a speeder bike. I want to ride. I want to go battle a crate dragon. I want to go to the cantina. I want to go to the cantina. <laughs> that's yes yeah that oh yeah if they would have done ogas as a cantina versus you know like they did in tatooine versus what it is now man oh my god <laughs> yeah if i had what they call fu money money was just like i could spend it fu i can do whatever i want with it i would build my own freaking cantina in my basement oh awesome that <laughs> i think narayan <laughs> you'd have to dig out a niche for narayan to hang out dude because he'd be there all the time Oh, sure. Yeah, he can give the corner. 
Right this way, sir, your usual booth. Right. Oh, that would be amazing, dude. But yeah, that's that's how much I want to go sit in the cantina. Um, and that's that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we just want the Star Wars we know, damn it. Uh, because there again, when you go to Harry Potter land, you're looking at stuff you know versus what the hell is this when you're in Star Wars, uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Um, and I do think Universal edged you know granted they've got five what eight eight to ten years on disney because that park's yeah. been open forever yeah. um and yeah it just i don't know I, I i i can't compare the two but universal kicked disney's ass when it came to doing an immersive park <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm and not even a harry it, potter fan dude <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and if you're a Harry Potter fan, it takes it up to even higher levels because you are experiencing the things that the characters experience. And that's what's missing in Galaxy's Edge. Building the lightsaber. I described it as a religious experience to somebody because, uh, yep. you know, you pick up that lightsaber and you get the goosebumps. You think about building it and you you tear up. And it's been a over a year for me. You know, I don't know if you have that same experience, but it's the droids are cool. You know, the blue milk I can do without because it's, you know. I don't know what the hell they did with that. Yeah, it's weird. You know, Ronto Roasters is good. Is, is cool. Is it just you know they needed something that's a quick service? And Docking Bay Seven, it's a cool concept. I mean, yeah, there again, if they would have just made it something we know, I'm, they backed off a lot because a lot of this was Arabish, and a lot of the signs were in Arabish, and people are just like, what? You know, they don't understand it. And Star Wars is doing a good job of putting Arabish in everything because you look at squadrons. And they have English on top of Arabish. So if all you do, I'm, I'm trying to learn it or at least be able to put piece, piece stuff together. Because all, if all you do is play squadrons, you can learn it real fast. You know, or when you're, you just pay attention. And, and yeah, because they're doing, I think Disney's purposely doing that so that people know, at least know what the language is. In a perfect world, I would change Epcot to be a Star Wars land. I would change the Epcot ball to become the Death Star. Um, you would branch out, and instead of going to different lands like Adventureland and Tomorrowland, you would go to Scarif or Tatooine or Mandalore or Endor, Geonosis, Act Two. Um, Act Two would be cool because they have that Jedi Temple. Um, what is it called? Where the kids can go and train to be a Jedi. I mean, that's where kids can go because um, that's supposed to be what like one of the first Jedi temples or early Jedi temples. So the kids can go there and they can learn from a version of luke skywalker maybe i don't it doesn't necessarily have to be the one from the last jedi but that would be fun scarif would be cool maybe you're from the imperial point of view which is something that galaxy's edge doesn't have it's all rebellion and so maybe you do empathize with with the empire or you want to be part of the empire you love darth vader you love the emperor and you can go and sign up to become a stormtrooper and and <laughs> kill the rebels oh. <laughs> Good, you know, and, and now you're you're talking about this stuff and you're talking about doing the, the Jedi training and stuff. And I think they need to figure out a way to take everything because, you know, they've got Star Tours and then right next to that is the Jedi training. Um, they really should have figured out some kind of way to incorporate that into the land because 
how amazing would that have been if you get off star tours and they drop even if it happens every time they drop you off in batu and you walk out the door and you're in batu which they could have done something they took everything that was hollywood studios and turned it into because they took out that stunt show which was all you know a cool stunt show batu and then you've got that area that's all like the streets of the u.s or i don't know what you know they got it's kind of a wasted area uh, but it's still, it harkens back to the original Hollywood Studios MGM, which was cool because, you know, you were able to walk down and see, okay, here's how they do force perspective because they've got that big city street and it mm-hmm. looks like you're in the middle of downtown New York when all it is is a painting. They could have taken that whole area and just kind of twisted Galaxy's Edge around. I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, and just made it to where when you walk out at Star Tours, you're in Batu, which would have been awesome. And then they could have done the Jedi training. And I think what they, crap, I don't know where I'm going, but I think they need to somehow incorporate all the Star Wars stuff into Batu. that's in MGM. See, there I go, it's Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And it would it would make it so much better. Yeah, kill the timeline. That's, that's just limiting. I want to go see Darth Vader. I want to see the Mandalorian. I want to see the child and the timelines don't necessarily meet up. But I, what's more important me seeing Darth Vader or me experiencing the exact timeline that the Imagineer set up. Right. I think I, it's, it, I think it's the former. Exactly. I, I want to go to see Vader. I want to, like you said, I want to see characters. I know. I mean, it's cool interacting with Vi and with Ray and stuff, but you know, we yeah, freaking wow. <laughs> Have the Mandalorian. Oh dude. And then what Boba Fett do we get? If they put Boba Fett in that land, do we get Dad Fett or do we get Empire Strikes Back Fett? No, we would get Dad Fett because that's the that's the latest canon. Right. But it'd still be cool to see that. Hell, I could go apply for a job as Boba Fett then. (laughs) 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 I'd make a hell of a dad fett. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to add to that. You know, it gives us 40-year-old guys that are a little overweight that have the dad bods a, a chance to play Boba Fett, man. It'd be great. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So that, that's my whole thing with Galaxy's Edge. It's it's there's room for improvement, more characters, more less less integration with the sequel trilogy, which do, just I don't think resonated with fans as much as The Mandalorian. Right. And so fold, fold more of that in. And I think they will. It just is going to take time and it's going to take money, which Disney has no money right now. But they, you know, how hard would it be to make a couple of uh, costumes? They have the costumes. Yeah. That's the part that sucks. Oh, yeah, that's true. They've got, they just have to pay the people. They've got the Darth Vader costumes. They got the Stormtrooper costumes. You know, they'd have to make a Mandalorian and they have to make the uh, dad bod Boba. Star Wars weekends, they used to have Stormtroopers walking the gate where it says Disney's MGM studios, they would have stormtroopers up there just walking back and forth, talking to each other. It was just everywhere. And that's and how that's, that, that's what Jesus Christ, really? Oh my God. Yes. Dude, I had that, video of it. That's how that land is supposed to be set up. It, it's supposed it's set up to where they have stormtroopers walking around up top. It's set, you know, you, Damn it! That, that was even pre pre Bob Iger days. Those was still uh, Michael um, Eisner days, which is a different time. Right. Wow. Which was just yeah. Let's hemorrhage money and make it. We'll make it 
and that land would have been so off. You don't, yeah, they don't need to enter. I mean, they could interact with you and, and just, okay. I, I just thought, cause, cause I went to Renfest one year and I don't down here in Atlanta and you walk in and there's people standing cause you walk through like a castle facade and there's people standing in that castle facade yelling at you as you walk in. Yeah. How hard would that be to be in do that in galaxy's edge where the, the infrastructure is already there. You just need to pay the people. Yeah. I think the issue is crowd control. Right. It, it, that's a problem. You don't want people crowding the, the walkways because some of those walkways are pretty tight. And so you got to be smart about it. And there's areas where they can extend some of those paths where they can have that kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the last thing they want to do is cr have people crowd around and, and make a scenario where if there's an emergency, people get trampled, you know, it's all, you got to be smart about it too. But yeah, I agree that they, but, but I think there's a way to do it responsibly. Well, Disney knows what they're doing. I just yeah. think they, I think them putting, putting this land and shoehorning it in between seven and eight, and I mean, eight and nine. And just being like, this is what we're going to do. I think was sort of, uh, you know, was a bad choice for them. And yeah, I, I think they'll, it, people, they'll understand where the money is. And if people want to see this, you know, want to see, all these characters and they want to, you know, expand the timeline and say F it and put the freaking shoot. They could put the freaking razor crest in California right now, if they wanted to, and nobody, mm -hmm. you know, and they'd be a, could you imagine when they open California back up, there's the razor crest sitting there and they tell yeah. nobody. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that but. would be amazing. And then they could just do it. And you couldn't keep it a secret in Florida because you, you know, it would take too long to, to move it in and out but you could do it in California and tell nobody hell they could be doing it right now. And we wouldn't know, but. Uh, someday, someday, man. I'm sorry. Someday I, they will. You know, you, everybody, we've had a couple of guys comment, you know, they, they can tell our love of star Wars and we, there's only one other thing I love more than as much as I love star Wars. And that's Disney. Yep. I know you're a Disney geek too. I, yep. I, unfortunately I don't get to go down as much as I'd like because it just, it, it is what it is. Damn it. <laughs> it. It just, it's, it was a perfect marriage, Disney and star Wars. And then, then when they made the land, we're, I think I've said it too much. We were expecting so much more out of this land And they just kind of, they'd fell flat on its face as, as awesome a land as it is. There was just stuff they could do so much better. And they just didn't. To be fair to Disney, could they ever have met our expectations being both a star Wars and Disney a fan i i don't know i don't know my my theory or not my theory my attitude is you could have spent another not even a million dollars you know I, I say million but you know you could have spent another 50 to a hundred thousand dollars and it would have been so much better just there again there i go back to character interaction and i think it would have been a better land you know it wanted it needed another notch you know they they were supposed to when you know when you when you did a bad job at smugglers run that should have that was supposed to track you through the land. I don't know how yeah. they were gonna do it, but Disney, dude, you go on it's a small world, your name's on the freaking sign when you when you pull out. It's it's the magic bands. They track so much stuff with those magic bands. How hard would yeah. that have been to do? Not hard. Not hard at all. Right. So but yeah, that's that's some that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go see. And, and as much as we, you know, as much as we talk shit about galaxy's edge, it's an amazing land. Don't let us deter you from going to it. 
Go. you know, go experience it because it is a religious experience, you know, especially, you know, building a lightsaber, seeing the Falcon and being around Star Wars fans. We, we, we talk shit about it because we love it. And, you know, but damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there three times. I love it. I just there's things that we could have they could have done to, to make it a little bit more special. And um, I think because we're also fans, we also knew what was promised and what we got, which is the letdown. And um, yeah, I think that's that's yeah, that's that's sad. Yes, it is. I mean, when when I went, I spent a week at Disney and I spent four days in Galaxy's Edge. So <laughs> that tells you how awesome the land is. You know, we we had a day plan. We had two days planned for Magic Kingdom, and we quote unquote rushed through Magic Kingdom so I could have another day in Galaxy's Edge. So yeah. Um, yeah, but, that, that first that first day I spent four hours in the in the uh, Galaxy's Edge, and the only reason I left was because only my son and I were there in Galaxy's Edge. That's all we could get in, and my wife and my two daughters were outside of Galaxy's Edge, and I felt like I needed to spend time with them. Otherwise, I would have spent the whole day at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. The the merch is spot on. I, I think um you know we haven't said anything about the merch but i don't i have no complaints about the merch i i thought it was great it was perfect it's everything that i want to buy and want to get there's creatures there's costumes there's food there's everything you can pop there's helmets um black series figures everything that you possibly want you can get there there's droids it's just the the, the merch is spot on it's the it's experience as far as the timeline goes and merch and i, I meant to bring this up earlier there's Rebels and Thrawn merch in Doc Ondar's. So the, the episode eight and nine timeline kind of goes away, but when you go into Doc Ondar's, because there's Rebels merch, there's Thrawn art, there, you know, there's freaking episode, there's the Yoda flashlight that him and R2 fight over. So when you go into Doc Ondar's, you kind of lose that timeline, I guess maybe because it's it, it's merchandise and they could say, oh, he's collected it over 30 years or 40, 50 years. So you have the whole Star Wars because uh, there's stuff from the prequels in there. There's stuff from the original theory th uh, trilogy. There's stuff from Rebels. There's stuff from the whole timeline in, in Doc Ondar. So I guess you could change the timeline of the land and be okay is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. But Yep, yep. And yeah, I meant to mention that. And as soon as you mentioned Birch, I'm like, you can, dude, yeah. If you go, make sure your credit card is empty and you have a lot of, <laughs> you have a lot of available credit. Uh, Cause yeah, you will spend money just walking around going, I need this, I need that, I need this because it it's stuff you can't find anywhere else. I know they've kind of opened the doors a little bit, opened the floodgates a little bit to at least with the lightsabers and a couple of the merch items uh, just because they need to make money, but yeah, going to oh, we didn't even get into Doc Ondars, but Doc Ondars I think is perfect, just the way it is. I agree. I agree. Oh, that's so awesome! Just walking in there and seeing all those Easter eggs. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, we gotta go. How long? Hey, we were an hour and a half, and we could. Oh, golly, I don't know what. Do you have anything else to add? Or no, I think I've said as much as much as I want. I, I've. There's so much there. You know, the experience of building a droid was perfect. The experience of building a lightsaber is perfect. Doc Ondor is perfect. Um, the food, I'm not a foodie, so I had some issues with, I don't like spice and, and that, that the Ronto wrap was a little spicy for me. Um, blue milk was blah, blah, blah. It's not as good as 
there's a there's a drink over at Gaston's at Magic Kingdom, which is like an apple spice something or other, which was great. There was the uh, butter beer, which is great, and then you get the blue milk, and it's like this is not what I expected. Just give me some fruit, you know. Every every May fourth, we my son and my daughter and I we we get a gallon of milk or a half gallon. We drop in a couple drops of blue food coloring. We drop in some vanilla. And we shake it all up. So you get this vanilla blue milk, which tastes a lot better than, and I get, you know, lactose intolerant, but it tastes a lot better than what they offer that fruity pebbles stuff at uh, Galaxy's Edge. Um, Yeah, here they could do two versions. You do a lactose intolerant and a lactose, well, lactose or with milk but then you're in 120 degree heat florida heat mm-hmm, do you really want to mm-hmm. be drinking milk you know even 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 the product placements the the coca-cola stuff oh my god th- that's perfect it's it's themed for star wars it's the same stuff it's but it's new it's different and it's awesome right i love the, the yes the coca-cola product placement i think was perfect i love the fact that you go to a cart that's piloted by a droid to buy it I love the bottles. I've, you know, it, yeah. You, and you're paying $6 for a freaking bottle of Coke. So you could bring the bottle home to put in your collection, you know, yeah, yeah. that's yes. The, yeah. Wow. The theming of that is awesome. I think the docking bay seven is amazing because you're in there. They could have themed it up a little bit more, but you're in there and you hear the ships taking off. I do. Like I said, I am kind of upset that they, they changed some of the names to make it more, uh, friendly so people that don't understand what's going on can still order something um but i there again i haven't been in in over a year so yeah i I don't know what it's like now i would like to see the the marketplace maybe a little bit bigger uh because it is kind of a you know the expanded a little bit i don't don't know if that's the right word because it it does kind of it, it it needs to just be bigger take the same concept and make it bigger so you can fit more people in there. I don't know. It's supposed to feel like a, a, a marketplace from the Middle East somewhere, a Moroccan marketplace. That's where I was looking for. Um, and they did a good job with that, but I think it needs to put more, I don't know. I don't know if it needs to be more shops or I, I, maybe the stalls need to be bigger so more people can fit in there. But you know, the marketplace is cool. The freaking Toy Darien, they nailed that. I want to be able to buy that freaking AT-AT they have in a toy dairy. <laughs> That's such yeah. an awesome AT-AT. Cause I, when they first showed it, I was like, cool, I'm going to buy this. And it's not for sale. Right now. I'm just rambling. I'm just, you were just like, we got to say what's all good about galaxy's edge. And yeah, there's a lot of good. And there's just, yeah, I, we were expecting a thousand percent and we got like 200 or not even, you got like 500% or something. Right. 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 Yeah. Have fun, guys. Yeah, go and have <laughs> fun. Yeah. And oh, now we got to figure out what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> I have some ideas. All right, we'll talk. Oh, crap. But uh, Jason, enjoy the rest of your day. You and, too. Yeah, y'all have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week. And this is the way. This is the way. Bow.